This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You have tuned in to Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay. And I am your host, Ross Harrop, local C12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for my friend Jim Brangenberg, as I do on the first Friday of each and every month. And this show features the C12 group, our marketplace movement, and showcases the faith and business aspects of our local C12 members and our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and America. It's an exciting opportunity to highlight local C12 group members and their kingdom companies who apply the very principles and the concepts that Jim and Martha talk about each day on their I Work For Him shows. My hope is that you will be inspired to take action on an idea that we talk about today or as you listen to one of our podcasts. Many thanks to our engineer, Jose Cruz. Um, and uh, we'll also be taking your call. So when we give that book away later in the broadcast, pay attention, listen, and uh, a great opportunity to get that free book. Check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website, and while you're out there, please, please prayerfully consider joining me, Jim, Martha, and the iWorkForHim nation. Start praying for your coworkers and your employees by name each and every day. You will be amazed at how you and they will be changed. And remember, you and I may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. In the C12 group movement across the country, our motto is that we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad you've joined us on this very first Friday of June. Is it possible that we're already into June? Right? As we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can use in your business. Let me tell you about my special guest today. Saul Pichon is the CEO, president of New Life Solutions, and oversees several diverse operations programs that provide a continuum of care that include, I can't believe all these things that are under your umbrella now, Saul. Uh, You have a woman's place medical clinic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a new name. But because you've really expanded your services, we'll talk more about that later. A woman's place medical clinic, I love that name, that has five uh, community-based facilities, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So their endeavor is to save babies and to kind of direct these single moms and couples that come in. Uh, It's an amazing ministry. You also have this one's. Uh, this is one of my favorite because it's the birthing center. Yes, I mean in this fact, is for people of all faith. They are right. Yes, uh, and and From we had the opportunity. What I guess it was two months ago on March 9th, to be there with our your grandson. Was there. Yeah, and so uh, little Lane was born right there at the birthing center in Largo. Amen. You have Great. a school-based program that guides students to make life decisions based on biblical pr- uh, principles. You're into a lot of the, oh, yeah. the 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 private Christian school, but also the public schools. Public schools. We we share with these uh, teenagers. We've spoken over 140,000 teenagers, Ross, in our public schools, and a few thousand others in our in our um, Christian venues yeah. on how their choices affect their future. 
it's an amazing it's an amazing thing and then we also have the uh, uh, shepherd's village that helps hundreds mm. uh, of single moms annually to make positive life choices uh, and, and and so many of us think about the the wonderful shepherd's village uh, uh, apartments and the programming that goes on there for what it's a limited number of uh, 12 or yeah, so it's only but, a dozen or so that's correct but, but shepherd's village is touching hundreds of lives a year it's amazing off campus is a few thousand yeah well we'll hear about uh, Mm -hmm. some of the other programs but um i just i I wanted to kind of just set the stage uh you've been a member of the uh, c12 group now for oh uh, 10 years years. i mean that's that's an amazing thing Mm -hmm. and um so what i'd like to do today is i want folks to get um, an insight into the, the, the many ministries under New Life Solutions. Um, but I also want them to, to get an insight into your heart. You've got an amazing uh, story, uh, your personal journey of faith. And uh, there is someone out there in the car right now that, um, that may not have been to church for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I hope that they'll be able to relate. And then thirdly, I want them, the audience, to catch a glimpse, Saul, into your heart as a servant leader and, and, um, and, and how you approach the day-to-day responsibilities you have. So with that in mind, uh, we like to start every, every broadcast. What have you seen Christ do recently in your life that has revealed this transformational walk and um, work that, that, that he has been doing in your life? Yeah, it's um, so. Is there something that comes to mind when when we talk about you know, that? Right, right away, Ross. First of all, thank you for having me on. It's a it's a blessing. It's a privilege, and it's wonderful uh, being in in uh, your group and you being our our um, lead, our leader, and our facilitator. You know, I, uh, as you share, ask that uh, question. I I think right away of my daughter Dina, who is now forty six years old, had an unplanned pregnancy years ago. She was sixteen. Her kids, she chose life, praise God, yeah. and uh, and as I reflect on that, that little boy is now uh, 28 years old. He's in the Marines, married, had his first child. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, she made the right decision, and it has so positively impacted our family. And I look at I look at that, and and as she she has also twin eight year old girls, all of them being raised in a in a godly home now yeah which was it's not amazing. the case back then and that's that's when I, I reflect on and all our family now our 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 adult kids have received Christ they're raising their homes uh, their their kids in a home that that is with a with a focus on a biblical worldview the things that we talk about in C12 we're going to get into where that passion of yours comes from, and we'll have an opportunity this afternoon to um, to get into that story. So, do me a favor: give our audience the backstory because you have an amazing uh, kingdom journey that you, that mm-hmm. you've been on to get to where you are today. But you grew up in a Jewish family, yes. and um, so just give our our audience just a, a quick uh, in just a couple of minutes before the break. Yeah, tell. Tell our audience about your journey as, as a member of that family. Oh, yeah. Well, both my parents, Holocaust survivors, first of all. We're from Greece. 
Uh, they and myself were born in a little city in, in, uh, in Greece named Thessaloniki or Thessalonians. That's where Thessalonian Greek Jews. And um, be a great place to write a letter. Don't it you think? would be maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so um, I grew up in that home. Both parents being Holocaust survivors. And um, after five years being in Greece, they decided to come to America. So um, we came to live in Cincinnati, Ohio, for a few years. Then we moved to Clearwater, Florida, back in 1958. And through that, I was bar mitzvahed and everything, Ross. But you know, all my life, I knew, at a, even at a young age, that there was something missing. And around 10 years old, I just heard this, this voice, you know, this audible voice. Uh, to me, it was almost audible. audible. And it said um, that you live forever. I couldn't understand what that meant. You live forever. And so later on, uh, I met a Jewish believer, Mark Levy, who started telling me about Jesus, who I thought Jesus was a Christian. I had no idea he was Jewish. So don't <laughs> assume that everyone knows that Jesus is Jewish. And so through his, through his um, min- ministering to me and um, sharing with me the truth about uh, living forever through Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, that transformed my life. I gave my heart to the Lord. My whole life changed. And then uh, and, uh, and somewhere along the line, um, God says, I want you to go back, get your master's degree, get into counseling, have a practice. And, and along that way, um, I met a wonderful young lady who told me about the Pregnancy Center movement. And then that's what got me into this into this movement, and it's through Terry, my wife. This is a special opportunity. Uh, we have in studio a C-12 member, but more importantly, uh, my dear friend. And um, so you may recall this. When I moved here in December of, of 2011, um, I, God had me pull in to... Your pregnancy center, yeah, as it was called back there on Largo. West Bay, main yeah. campus. Mm-hmm. And and I, at the time, had no idea why I was pulling in, but I had passed it several times. I came in, and uh, and your associate, Donna, linked yeah. us up right away, and we've had this friendship ever since. We bonded. Uh, we, we bonded. bonded. We yes. have. Um, so I want them to capture your heart. And you were sharing with us about growing up in a Jewish family, Holocaust survivors, mother and father. And so you heard a voice early on in your life, but it wasn't until you were 36 that that a, a Jewish believer, Mark, right? Mark Levy? Levy, yeah. Believed that it was his responsibility to disciple this friend named Saul Pitchon. So it's you're 36 years old. At that point, you're not even going to, to a church, are no, you? No, I've never been to church other than for a wedding. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. And, and so, um, so pick up. You told us that that you're you were this young girl. Now, mm-hmm. I, I mean, now your wife Terry. Yeah. But tell us how she introduced you into the into the save a baby movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, Terry and I met at church, and I uh, thought she was pretty cute, and she still is. And so um, our second date, 
I asked her, I, I gave her a call, said, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? She says, well, I'm going down to St. Pete to pray with my dear friend Rita. I said, well, can I join you? And she said, sure. She didn't tell me where, where, where she was going. She gave me the address. So when I drove to St. Petersburg, um, it was Central Avenue, and we're in front of an abortion clinic. And there she is praying, praying with Rita and a number of others. And um, a sidewalk counselor was a nurse dressed with, you know, the nurse used to wear those white outfits with the white hat. Absolutely. This was 1983. I married that one of those (laughs) nurses. That's right. You did. Yeah. 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 And so there, that was the scene. And I had never, I didn't know anything about abortion clinics. I had heard about abortion, but I always thought up until then, you know, it's up to a woman. It's her body. It's her thing. Mm. And she shared with me through that, through that, that time of praying and educating, she shared with me the, how abortion is wrong. Uh, it grieves the heart of God because he's our creator. And, uh, and through that, Ross, as we dated, we, we um, went to a few different abortion clinics and just prayed. It, it wasn't just you know, crazy stuff. It was praying for God to close down these clinics and to um, save the lives of these innocent children. And that was the first time that I had heard about a, about a pregnancy center. So Terry and I, we, we eventually got married, and we started uh, uh, supporting, financially supporting a, a local pregnancy center. And it turns out that's the one that I've been with now since 1999. That's an amazing they, thing. I went from a counseling, from a therapist and private practice, and I was asked to, to um, come and, and lead this ministry uh, in ni- January 1999. And um, uh, with I think we had about a dozen staff. Now we're at about 56 staff with <laughs> this family of ministries, life-affirming ministries, where our focus really, Ross, is on, on uh, partnering with the church and the Christian community and a focus on saving souls, saving babies, reaching teens, uh, ministering to single moms and children through Shepherd's Village and, and other, uh, other ways of outreach, and uh, uh, providing abortion recovery groups for men and women, and uh, transforming lives. And that's what's happened. And the last thing I want to share real quickly is Terry's the one who kind of put connected to dots. She says, you realize your, your mother is a Holocaust survivor. Yes, okay. But, and you, God has you serving him in the Holocaust of abortion here in America today. So that God has a plan and a purpose and a calling and a destiny for every child, no matter how, when, or where they were conceived. That's what the pro-life movement is all about. Isn't it amazing how God took this Jewish guy, (laughs) introduces him to a woman. I'm just amazed that sometimes we look at the Bible and, and we look at these as exceptions, these men, these women, these exceptions that we study about in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and, and yet your story is, is just such clarity, provides such clarity, that, that God is still in the business of using people like you and I, and, and to that woman, to that teenager that's out in the car right now listening to us, yes. I just want to. I just want to affirm you. I want to encourage you that 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 you have an opportunity to be used by God. It's been said that God doesn't call the equipped, but He equips the call. Amen. And so let's take a step back and look at how God 
prepared you for such a major undertaking of leading this ministry. So you had been in the insurance business. I'm yeah. going to give that. Right? Yeah. And, and then you went insurance for, for 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. then God called you to become a therapist, right? Yeah. I had an undergraduate degree in psych that I, I had, I didn't use, but when I came to know the Lord, God spoke to me and said, I want you to go back and get your master's. And so I went to Liberty, my undergraduates at USF here in psychology. And, and, um, and then, um, so I went back, got my master's degree from Liberty University in counseling and, um, worked inpatient. I worked on a, uh, for three years, I worked uh, on a, a, at a, psychiatric hospital, um, doing inpatient work. And it was a Christian inpatient program called Rafa. So Ross, I, I, I learned here. I was getting my, my education from Liberty. That's Christ centered word oriented. Then my everyday hands-on was in this wonderful, wonderful, um, uh, inpatient pregnant, uh, pregnant, inpatient psychiatric setting that's also based on the word. And it's the word that heals. The word is healed. And the word is revelationary. You know, that's, it just reveals everything. So with that, um, I was able to learn to, um, you know, the strength of, of biblical principles. And uh, then uh, this opportunity came, and I transitioned from doing, and then went into private practice for a number of years. Right, okay. Then transitioned from that over into the pregnancy center. And you know what pregnancy centers do all over the country is crisis intervention. That we don't do therapy, but we train our people to do crisis intervention. You, you, you just stabilize that, that young woman who comes in. And our average age is 21. It's not just the 15, 16, 17-year-olds, but we have them. But, uh, so we stabilize that, that woman or that couple or that family and let them talk. We talk about their three choices, abortion, parenting, adoption. Obviously, we share with them why abortion is not the right choice, and we educate them and equip them on parenting or placing for adoption. And then, you know, then the, like, sure, my background is helpful in, in people skills, and we've, we train our people extremely well. Everything we do is with excellence. The, the staff that we hire, the volunteers are well-trained. Now we have nurses at every location. We've hired uh, Dr. Eileen, who's just a wonderful, wonderful uh, family practitioner who's doing well women exams. We, we have more medical. We, the, we do a comprehensive approach to the, in, in the Christian community for unplanned pregnancies and preventing them as well. Okay, so today this is a woman's place medical, medical clinic. Right? Amen. And, 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 to, and we're going to see that um, after the break. But I want you to tell us, what was it like, before we get to that model that exists today, because it wasn't, back in 1999, strong history here in Pinellas County, now Pinellas and Hillsborough mm-hmm. County, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, um, wh- what did ministry look like then? Mm. And then when we come back after the break, I'll, we'll we'll talk about what it is like now. But what was yeah. it like then, back in, in 1999? Yeah, that's a very good question, because back then we had the pregnancy tests. And, and, and we were also, and, and we didn't have nurses on board. So, you know, our client advocate could not tell that woman, even if that pregnancy test was positive, she is not legally able to say, yes, you are pregnant, because she didn't have a, a nursing license. Okay, or a doctor's uh, uh, license to do that. So, 
uh, we had to go send them somewhere else to get their, you know, a doctor to go ahead and, 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 and confirm that they did have a, pregnant, a, a positive pregnancy test. And we were the first pregnancy center in the state of Florida to get the, uh, a sonogram machine. Okay, and what we got it. Was just, that? Do you uh, it was it was about five, about uh, four or five years early before I came, okay. and and that was helpful because at least you know we could we could show them there's the baby's moving, and once the once these these women and families see the baby, their baby, moving, the heart beating, nine out of ten times they'll choose life. So we were just starting to get into the quote the medical aspects. But now having nurses who can confirm, you know, confirm the, the uh, positive pregnancy test. And our nurses do counseling. Our nurses do STD testing. And we have a doctor there who can really minister as well. So when you have a full medical, it's like a medical practice, then you know what happens. The word gets out on the street. More at-risk women come in for this, quote, free medical services and we are able to tell them, yes, you're pregnant. We can tell them how far along they are. We can do the sonogram because we, we, um, we train our nurses to do, do the sonograms as well. We can even do STD testing all in the same day. And that's what's helping save these innocent children, educate their moms, and then we share the gospel. And that's my heart is evangelism. Yeah. And there's been over 7,000 uh, salvations and recommitments over the years, Ross, that we can that we can you know, that we can uh, record document. Yeah. Document. Yeah. There's many others because sure. many times we never see them again. Yeah, it, it's an amazing thing when you realize this old model. And there oh. are, I, I know. We'll we'll talk about this later because you're going to you, you've seen this not as a local ministry, but you've seen this as a ministry that is both uh, across America and global. And uh, but there are still many across the country that that are using the old model, right? It's That's not right. a medical model. Nope. And um, C twelve has helped me see that. So let's talk about it. <laughs> a cheap plug for C twelve, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but it's true. <laughs> so I I just appreciate you being here today on Ministry in the Marketplace. We've been talking with my long to- uh, long term <laughs> and long time C twelve member and friend Saul Pitchon about his zeal for ministry at New Life Solutions and how he now serves not only as president and CEO, but as the steward of God's business. Mm-hmm. And um, look, we want to get right back into it. And, and there were two points that, that you, you ended on, Saul. And, and one was you were talking about the insight that the C12 group experience gave you into the medical model, and, and uh, we would call that that blue ocean thinking and, and, and being creative and, and, and your whatever your respective mini, uh, business and ministry is. So with that in mind, um, I, I want to go back to the medical model, and then we can talk about the, uh, the, the C12 experience and what that's meant to you. But tell us, because you were sharing that this medical model has changed everything for you across Tampa Bay, both sides of the bay. And and yet, I know that there are still lots of places around the country that have the old model. And, and, and so, 
Give us some greater insight into yeah. that. You know, the main thing is like one of the one of the many things that that C twelve focuses on is vision, vision. Yeah, and um, I love uh, scripture. You know, it, uh, Romans four seventeen says we call on things that are not as though they are, yeah. as though they were, and so um, we've got to have the vision in order to grow the ministry. And our focus was going medical. All the research, this is going back, let's go going back five, five to ten years ago. The more medical a pregnancy center ministry is, the more at-risk women and couples will come in to see you because they want medical services. If you're going just for giving just a pregnancy test, um, that, isn't, that just isn't enough. And you don't, and then just to, to give out clothing and things like that, that's not enough. You're going to get people coming in, but not the volume of the right woman. And that is the one who's abortion vulnerable, yeah. abortion minded, so abortion mean, that, directed. Exactly. That is the key. The, so that those who are most vulnerable, yes. you're there to get, well, and I, I've been to the um, uh, the gala, when, yeah. uh, your mm-hmm. your dinner mm-hmm. um, in, in November dinner. each yeah. year, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a tremendous event. And and the thing that I always come away with is you, and for Jill and I to be co- come alongside you uh, in supporting the ministry is because you're giving the most vulnerable hope. Oh, major. We we, we provide hope and medical services yeah. that's what they're needing that help them with the yeah. hope so that it, so it, we put those together along builds along. a bridge doesn't it? absolutely it, it certainly does and again all the research has been telling us over the years more medical more at-risk women more baby saved and so first we started with the vision so tell, share the vision of yeah. uh, for for new life solutions uh, the the big umbrella for the various oh. uh, programs we oh. already talked about what's the vision our Just, vision is so big <laughs> Our vision statement is to live in an abortion-free, salvation-full, discipled, and healed nation. Well, that's impossible apart from God. But that is, isn't that what a vision is, so That's right? what a vision yeah, is. Big. Absolutely. It's so big that you, you need supernatural assistance to make it happen. And now, obviously, we know who that is, and that's Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer, our healer, and our future. And so, yes, we started off, the research tells us one thing, then, then we, we prayed for, for uh, really two or three years, Lord, we need to have nurses on staff and the doctors on staff. And through that vision, through that praying, through the fasting, <clears throat> God put it together. We, we started putting feet to it. We started becoming more, more bold in our asking at our benefit dinners, and as we shared the vision with our donors like you and, and, and others, Ross, they could see, yes, this makes sense. If we can save more babies and, and, and also uh, eternal life salvations for these moms and couples by offering medical services and, and growing what we have and expanding our territory. So now instead of three, three uh, medical clinics, we have five. We've got the Tampa Bay area and and. That vision is what emboldened our partners to say, I'm coming alongside of you. Here we're going we're gonna to give because it's about $1,500 to help save a baby, and that's a little over $100 a month. And many, many people have come together and helping us save babies. We're doing it together. Doing what, it together. What I, what I think is amazing about the ministry is that 
it costs more to do this model. But as you said, you've been bold about that. You've shared it with your partners. Partners have said it it, it costs 15, approximately $1,500 to save a baby. Count on me to save one, two, and uh, some are, are ten, who are in that position to do it. A baby a month. Yeah, it's an it's an it's, it's an amazing, uh, uh, amazing thing. Now, we're we're here on the, a Christian radio station, and we are here as the C twelve group. Mm-hmm. I recognize that it's politically incorrect to talk about abortion, and 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 it and it just saddens me. That that Saul, I know that when you went to my church, you used the the, the A word several times, talked about abortion. But there are churches I know that that you can't even use the word abortion in the in the churches. They're they're kind enough, generous enough to let you speak on a Sunday morning, right, for a couple of minutes, uh, particularly building up to the walk, walk right? Yeah, and and uh, and and that's great that they let you, but. I know it's politically incorrect, but I believe we we have a moral crisis in America, and uh, with babies being murdered right here in Tampa Bay right now as we speak, we are, we are. at one of these other there's abortion ten, clinics. Ten, there's, there, there's there's a baby being killed right now as we speak. So please put a spotlight, if you would, on the crisis that we have in Tampa Bay and elsewhere, if you yes. want. Put a spotlight on that for us. Well, since 1973, Ross, since Roe versus Wade, Supreme Court decision made it legal for men and women to abort their baby for practically any reason through the ninth month. Since 1973, there's been 60 million innocent children that have perished. And and as we know, my mother and father, Holocaust survivors, that's 10 times more than the six million innocent Jews that perished in World War II. So that's why I say Holocaust then, Holocaust now. And would you believe that Florida is the third largest provider of abortions in America? There's still over 70,000 abortions a year in Florida. And Seven, Tampa, wait a minute, let, over 70,000. 70,000. One out of every four babies is being aborted right here in our backyard. If you're sitting out there at a stoplight right now, you're sitting in traffic, 70,000 babies are aborted a year in the state of Florida. Okay, pick up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, that, that is a startling number. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and, there's, and it has come down. It used to be 100, over 100,000. So yeah. we're making enrollment. We're making progress. We yeah. are making progress. But yet here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we have 10 abortion clinics, five over in Pinellas County, five over in, in uh, uh, over here in Hillsborough County, and um, over 10,000 abortions a year right here in our own backyard. Again, one out of every four babies is being aborted. It was out of one out of every three, so I say it's come down. But it's still, that's still, it's, it's just we want to make abortion unthinkable. We want to make it unthinkable, and we do it together as a as a, a community and that's why i'm just so grateful that you're having me on here and and um more of a spokesperson you know for not just our ministry but all the different pregnancy center ministries in tampa bay area florida and throughout this nation and we've got to understand that um having been a therapist i'm convinced that we have more depression more anxiety more suicidal thoughts more suicidal attempts more suicide 
and in our nation than ever before, and abortion is one of those reasons. Now, just get just give me just a, a quick overview because I know under your leadership and that of your board, you have created a post-abortion uh, support program, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Tell me, tell tell the audience yeah. a little bit about that because it's in many churches mm-hmm. who are courageous enough to to say. We've got an issue, and we know that there are many of you uh, who are sitting perhaps, in our pews. Uh, yeah, sitting, sitting right pews. there in our pews. So mm-hmm. just yeah. uh, describe that, because I know that that you have have, have been a leader of. We need this. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we t- do. give the audience an, an yeah. Overview. And when I <clears throat> when I came here out of coming out of the um, mental health field, uh, we had started seeing in the hospital right. uh, a correlation between past abortions and suicide attempts. And so, uh, so when I came here, we were starting, um, they had just started a post-abortion program. And, um, and then from there, they'll bring us up now, 18 years later, we've got a, a wonderful, um, <clears throat> wonderful leader, uh, director, uh, Susan Layer, who's an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker, and her assistant, Deb, and, and myself. And what we're doing is really focusing on providing po- abortion recovery groups, they're grief groups, because abortion is a major trauma with major grief. And so uh, providing abortion uh, recovery groups for men and women, not just women. Really, for men. Yes, and for men. And we've trained some wonderful men who are post-abortive, had abortions in their past. They've gone through some of of our groups, some I've had the privilege of, of leading, and now they're leading groups. And we're, we're over at, um, uh, gosh, over here in Tampa right now, the Salvation Army. We have a group out of there with six men going through that abortion recovery group. Because you know what? Another link here is addictions and abortions. Addictions coming out of the abortion trauma to try to, to cover up the pain yeah. and the grief. And so we have men and women sitting on our pews in church, every church in our community, every church in America. They've had an abortion in their past, whether it was a year ago, 10 years ago, 30, 40, 50 years. Really, believe it or not. And, and so they're sitting there, and I've said for years, Ross, there's so many Christians on the way to heaven, but they're not enjoying the journey. <laughs> yeah. They're not enjoying yeah. the journey because they've kept this, it's like a silent sin, right? Yeah. And so we're saying, no, silent, no more, no more. Let's get it out. And God, God wants us, to, he, he wants to forgive us. Uh, John 1, 9 says, God, God is faithful and just to, um, when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He is eager to, to forgive us. We're, there's so many people who've had abortions in their past and they're sitting there guilty, not feeling worthy to go ahead and use the gifts that God's given them. And that's where Satan has them stuck. Yes, they're on their way to heaven, but they're stuck. And so this is another part of this amazing ministry here at New Life Solutions that makes a positive impact in our community, in our churches. And thank God your church and a number of other churches provide these passages of hope groups for men and women. It's an amazing thing. To set thing. them free. To, yeah, to, and, and, and God's whole purpose for sending a son was, was <clears throat> to 
help us be restored in our relationship with him. And this is just another way to, to, to be of help. I, I am here talking about ministry in the marketplace. And as a C12 chairman, I have the opportunity to, to work with, with more than 25 different for-profit and not-for-profit companies. Actually, there are only mm-hmm. two uh, uh, that are not-for-profit. Right. Uh, the thing that you um, and Jeff Rogers, who I featured here uh, a few months ago, that have in common is you're a not-for-profit, but the fact is you're using the same business principles – and you're doing the same thing that the for-profit company Christian owners are doing, and that mm-hmm. is you are growing your organization based on biblical principles. That's what C12 is all about. So you've talked about it a couple of times that, that C12 helps you. You are not the biggest as far as uh, as a as a pregnancy center not-for-profit but the fact is that you have grown to have perhaps the greatest influence across the country, uh, you know. And so it's it's an amazing thing. Tell us about that because you like to say that this is more than just a Tampa Bay organization. It is, and again, it's uh, C12s helped me look at the big picture. Uh, number one, that we don't own it; that we're stewards of it. Yeah. And how, how do we, how do we become good stewards? We got to get in the Word. And look and look at the biblical business principles and a biblical worldview. That's what C12 is all about. So in my ten years of being, um, and people would think, is, is Ross paying you, Saul? No, not at all. No, not at all. It's the other way around. <laughs> but um, it's to have vision. It's to think big. It's to build an infrastructure in your organization, whether it's for profit or not for profit, and and that you know to me. C12, I told you earlier, Ross, off the air, that C12 takes you out of your comfort zone. It's a safe place, but it takes us out of our comfort zone to implement these biblical principles. A lot of them I knew. I, you know what? I learned a lot more through C12. And so for years, um, what, what, uh, uh, one of the many things that I, that's really changed my vision is the fact that now I look at, I look at our ministry. We're a national ministry. That's housed locally, but we're a national ministry. I look at us as making a powerful impact in the pro-life movement. We've uh, we do the research. We find out what's what's working now with the culture and, and how it changes. How best to minister to these women, couples, teenagers, all this. So we do the research. What does C12 tell us? Do your research. You know, open management. Do this. Do that. Look at that. What works for you? And so we run um, New Life Solutions a ministry like a business, because if you don't run it like a business, you ain't going to have a ministry. Yeah. And, and God is expecting nothing less than, than that because it's his and it's and his, had, it's his. Yeah. So I, uh, I, we got to have you come back. And, and as, uh, as I was looking forward to this interview, I knew the hour was going to just zip by and, and it certainly has because, um, I wanted to feature, as I said in the beginning, I wanted to feature the ministry itself. I wanted the people to catch a glimpse that they can do this also. Yes. That 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 there is uh, there are people out there right now 
that are that have been in their careers, whatever that is, their vocation. Some are stuck. Some have had a great experience, but they come to that point. Um, and our friends at, at halftime, the book halftime, Jim talks about it a, a lot. He's had um, the author on, and uh, it, it's that opportunity to say, "What do you want me to do, God?" And uh, we have a responsibility not to work for God, to but, but to work with, with God to give Him the glory. So I, I thank you so much, and and uh, I wanna I wanna thank you for listening to I Work for Him today. And when you get home today, please take the time to go to our website, IWorkForHim.com, and please, again, please consider joining the I Work for Him Nation. And um, I, I trust that you've been challenged today by Saul Pitchon's story and that you, too, are going to integrate your faith into your specific role at work because, in fact, our workplace is our mission field. And in the mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and then your employees may ever meet. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your guest host, Ross Harrop. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him. We're going to be back together on July the 7th. And uh, thanks for sitting in today and learning a little bit more about New Life Solutions Life Affirming Ministries. Thanks so much.